Welcome to the Beekeeper's Corner Podcast. September 29th, 2019, episode 160, Westerham. Hello everyone, thanks for stopping by. My name is Kevin England and this is the Beekeeper's Corner your virtual place to stop in and have a chat about beekeeping while enjoying the company of friends. Yeah, that sounds a little cliche, but in many respects, that is some of the good fortune of this podcast effort that started those many years ago. I grew up the son of a bricklayer, Union Mason, and my mother worked as a telephone operator in early years and as a switchboard operator in an answering service as my days as a kid. As a family, We were as blue-collar as it goes, and while we were not poor by definition, we were not well-off by any means. The reality of my surroundings is that we lived and still reside in an affluent area of the state of New Jersey. Growing up, I was exposed to people that I knew from school and even acquaintances along the way that would tell of their travel abroad, but I never felt those opportunities were in reach for us. I was reconciled and content to our family summers down the Jersey Shore or stays in the Poconos, but like any other kid, I always wondered what it might be like to visit faraway places. Fast forward to today, and things have evolved as the decades have passed. I have had the fortune, through my employment especially, to travel for work and see amazing places. Through our savings, we are now able to go places, which to me is more still something I hold in special regard. As you would imagine, I never thought it would be possible to do these things while growing up. In preparation for this podcast, another notion struck me. It has to do with my passions in life, my pastimes. Now wherever I go, I seek out experience around the things I like namely motorsports and honeybees. Every trip, it seems, has the opportunity to go someplace wondrous and to look for opportunities in my passions, which make it even richer. This is the Kevin moment I've been building up to. To you, I say, find your passions and chase what moves you. Coming back to this episode, this summer we very much enjoyed our family vacation in London. We saw the sights, and as it is with an England vacation, we did not waste a single opportunity to squeeze in as much as time allowed. True to the opening notions, one of the aspects of our planning was to find time and make a concerted effort to connect with others. On the first day of our trip, we got to fulfill a promise that should we ever have the fortune to visit London, we would seek out some of our beekeeping friends that we have corresponded with over the years and attempt to meet face to face. The recording I'm about to play has an ironic twist. As I seem to recall, it was a conversation between Paul from the Beehive Job podcast that led me to discuss going to London for a visit in the first place. Lo and behold, on the opportunity to make that a reality, it happens that Paul was out of the country for vacation in Greece when we made our visit. 
Nonetheless, there are two folks that make up the Beehive Jive podcast, and it was settled that Tracy will hold the banners as the ambassador for beekeepers. And it, you know, if I think about it, it gives us an excuse to go back someday and get a chance to make Paul's acquaintance in the absence of this miss. Prior to our trip, I floated the idea for anyone to come and meet us, England's, on vacation if desired. And truth be told, internally I didn't know if it was a goofy gesture, and if anyone would take the awkward invitation to go out of their way to meet some guy and his family who have been coming out of them <laughs> at a speaker, so to speak, and not really in person. You know, how do you know me? You know me through listening at the workshop or driving down the road or, you know, out while you're walking or whatever it is. So to come meet somebody in person is kind of an odd notion to me. One brave soul took me up on the offer and we had the pleasure to meet and enjoy the hospitality of Nicholas Nick Jordan. Now, I've been doing the show for almost 10 years now and can recall that Nick was literally one of the first listeners who wrote into me regularly with questions, information to share, insights about his beekeeping practices and a whole bunch of other exchanges. Yeah. Now, I can listen to Paul and Tracy talk about their exploits on their recordings, but when it comes to someone like Nick, There are times when I get glimpses into his personal experiences like the recordings that Paul and Tracy share, but in a different form. It's written. And, you know, over the time I've come to have an impression of Nick through our correspondence. It's kind of like a modern day form of a pen pal. All of this has been a long way of saying that we meet people along the way in the journey of life. And that's what life is all about, all of our encounters. On the first day of our visit, as you'll hear, we enjoyed the company of Tracy from the Beehive Jive and Nick, who drove in from the outskirts of London to spend some time with us. We sat in the pub Tracy recommended and enjoyed a proper English dinner on our first night's visit. We were pleasantly surprised when Nick arrived and joined us shortly after we settled in to dinner. We finished our meal, but not our conversation. Deciding to free up the tables we were occupying in the pub, we ordered another round and took our beverages outside to the beer garden that was out in the back lot. Well, you here is our conversation sitting at a picnic table. We really just had a nice little chat. Tracy truly is as pleasant and to appropriately use a British word we heard over there, lovely as she sounds and Nick in contrast was just the nicest person uh, quick wit keen intellect and obviously passionate about bees I think what comes across is we genuinely had an enjoyable evening amongst our newfound friends and I'm happy that Sharon got to sit in as she too seemed to enjoy the company and camaraderie of the evening as noted in the recording Tracy had there podcast recording equipment for the beehive jive which i might add had studio microphones and they too have a copy of this recording to release and my guess is when it comes out on their podcast uh, it's probably going to be a better listen because they had better recording equipment than my handheld portable handheld portable that i brought over with us 
So when it comes out, I'll put a link to that in the show notes. And if you're listening to this some other time, take a peek over there and see if there's a better recording from a quality standpoint. In the meantime, I think I have overly expressed enough sentiment about the way the night turned out and should play the recording now. Thanks to Tracy especially for setting up the uh, meet and greet for me and to Nick for taking the time to drive all the way over and meet the England crew on their travels. They are now a fond part of our family memories and Paul, I'm thinking about someday trying to come over for the honey show that you guys talk about so somewhere in the future we'll connect my friend. With no further ado, here's the recording we made that night. Hope you enjoy it. That is so cool. And that's it. That is so cool. <laughs> and it's even got little space age Martian legs. <laughs> yeah, my little. It's like Apollo silly 11. Stand. <laughs> mm. So, what do, we, so what do we say about this? Well, we're sitting in a pub garden <laughs> where no one else is here, and we're in Westerham in Kent in southeast England. And it's actually a beautiful evening. Um, the pub is 700 years old, and we've just had an English stodgy dinner. It was awesome. You liked it? Yeah. Yeah, this is what we came here for, right? Is to get a taste of the culture and to get an understanding. And uh, Sharon, what did you have? Shepherd's pie? Meat pie. Meat pie. I'll translate, shall I? <laughs> yes, please, thank I'll you. translate we, from we American is, into, yeah. You know it is shepherd's pie at home. That's what they call it. And uh, we have a surprise. Nick joined us. Hello. Say hi, Nick. Hi, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> so Nick is a listener of mine. And Nick, uh, you said you listened. I know you've listened to all of my episodes. Yeah, I have, and, yeah. Um, I'm so glad you came because you know, there's probably about three or four people that I communicate, and you're one of them that mm. I always wanted to meet and come out and say thank you for all the stuff you send. And uh well, I want to. I'm so you glad. Yeah. That, so that this you is the first over. time you've met each other. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's great. We yeah. communicated through email, but I don't know that we've ever talked in person. No. Uh, obviously, we haven't met. So. No, no, yeah. definitely not met in person. I mean, communicated a lot on email, I think. And it, it means a lot to me that somebody would drive 45 minutes or whatever it is out of their way on a Friday night to come down and say hello and. In a, so, uh, yeah. in a pub. In a pub. That was a big um, big bonus, wasn't it, really, the pub, yeah. And now you're doing a podcast. <laughs> and here you Amazing, are. Yeah, look at Yeah, I've done one other podcast. In the, you did? Yeah, I did one with the treatment-free beekeeping oh, okay. yeah, 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 a long time mm. ago. With uh, Solomon Parker. Yeah, I didn't know it was going to be a podcast. I didn't know it was going to be a podcast. He said, can I just phone you up? And yeah. before I knew where I was, it was a podcast. I, I went to see Solomon speak. Last year, out at Delaware State College or somewhere out in Pennsylvania. It was way out there. And um, I've known Solomon for a long time through mm. his recordings and his podcast. And uh, I found him to be a very uh, knowledgeable beekeeper, yeah, really sure. good. Um, and he's obviously, uh, you know, to my folks, we we don't go with this treatment-free thing in New Jersey because it's, it's a complicated mess for us. And uh, a bit controversial, but mm. you know, it was interesting. Listen to his perspective and how he does things. He was just injured somehow, broke his back. I think he broke his ankle, broke something, and oh. he was doing a podcast, like a live stream thing, where he was answering questions on the internet. I was laying in bed with Sharon. We were going to bed. 
she had all lights off and I'm sitting there on the iPad answering, you know, sending questions into Solomon. I don't think he knew who I was or anything, but uh, <laughs> it's pretty fun. So, mm. And I should just say, just talking about like meeting up with people and everything, that obviously Paul's not here. Yeah, we're in Missing Men. Paul's in Greece. Thanks a lot. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, you are missing out. So, um, yeah, so... We've, we've been talking bees for the past hour and a half. Sharon's yeah, ears are probably <laughs> yeah. She's been doing pretty good with this. All good. She knew that this was going to be part of the program. And I wanted to say also congratulations to you on becoming a master beekeeper, yeah, which is you. amazing. Thank you for that. Absolutely, yeah. It's really funny amazing. because as much as I wanted it, mm. I really wanted it to be done with it, right? When they went, we were on the stage and they were going through and say, give one word about... Mm your impression and my word was finished and everybody <laughs> laughed and the one woman said you're not finished you're just getting started and I said yes I know but I mean that's that's the way I feel about it as I finished that chapter now I can get back to yeah. this and, and what we do so mm. uh, I'm pretty excited about that yeah it's it's great I think a lot of people see those kind of qualification not it's well it's not a qualification but you know what I mean that kind of achievement as a destination rather than the start of a new kind of phase of the journey really of being a beekeeper because you never stop do you I'm always kind of surprised that and I get why it is that way is it really does um, hold a lot of cash with people that certification especially the EAS one Master Beekeeper is hard anywhere, but the EAS one, when you say that, a lot of people will go, okay, that that person's an EAS, they've done their homework, which is, you know, nice. It's a nice way to think about it. Um, Sorry, an EAS. EAS is Eastern Apiculture Society. Okay. So my club, Northwest New Jersey Beekeepers, had a beekeeper who started our club coming back from the Korean War. He was also instrumental, if not the guy, that started the Eastern Apiculture Society, which was one of the oldest conference societies on the East Coast. And then he went and was participant in starting Western Apiculture Society. Um, his name is Jake Mathenius, and he's just this unheralded guy. And he was actually the president of the Northwest New Jersey, which is weird because it's just serendipity, but... Um, so to us especially, EAS has a, a very big meaning to us because mm. there's a lot of history in my club for that. So That's great, all that heritage. So I have a, I have a question in my uh, you know, podcast or interview thing. I listen to you guys. I listen mm. to Gary. and Do you listen to other beekeeping podcasts? Yes, I do. Yeah, the Kiwi guys, Kiwi Manor. Yeah. Um, who else do I listen to? Mike Palmer. Um, although his is mainly a blog, isn't it? His are usually recordings that people make, but he's a pretty amazing guy. So, a few, yeah. Yeah. How about you? I listen to most of the podcasts, I think. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, especially yours, I've been... There's a couple out there new. Um, Yeah, yeah. There's another hive drive. No (laughs) way. (laughs) Right. Where? I'm going to track him down. I know, you should (laughs) track him down. There's an apple tree farm or... Yeah. Yeah, that one's quite good. That's Um, quite new, isn't it? There's one called Contrarian Beekeepers that I've been listening to lately. Oh, yeah. That's a new one. I don't know. Well, Contrarian is a weird choice of a word because 
I don't know what's contrarian about what they're doing. I'm trying to figure that out. But it's interesting listening to them because they're like three brand new guys. Some of them have some, one of them has experience, but um, just listening to them all over mm, again reminds yeah. me of me when I started. And yeah. I didn't know what I was doing. I was just sitting in front of a microphone blathering about how things went. Now I'm a little more experienced and I listen to them and I hear things that I know they're going to learn someday that, that there's a different path to go. Um, mm. But how, how did you guys get started? Um, Paul asked me if I wanted to do a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> because well, What did he know about it? Anything? Um, Paul knows everything about yeah. anything tech, in my opinion. Like we were saying about this recording kit earlier, which he gave he gave this is to some me, kit and you guys have. I know. I'm envious, like. <laughs> well, compared to yours, which is you know which does the job brilliantly and fits in your pocket, yeah. compared to mine, which is in a like check-on suitcase. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> so you have a Zoom uh, central station here with you know full-on microphones we're holding in, yeah. Hand and, we look like Radio 4. Like, I mean, yeah. if you walk by, you'd somebody, think that the BBC was here. Somebody walks in here with a the thing, they're going to wonder what's going on. <laughs> I know, it looks a bit dodgy, but doesn't it? Sitting in the dark <laughs> in the garden. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, because him and I would always moan together and complain about our bees and and what a stupid hobby it is and how stressful and whatever. And then, obviously, we love it so much. We were like, well, let's get together and... Just not not be experts. I'm gonna to have to poke we're you. Not. Go on then. You guys aren't putting out enough stuff for me to listen to. I know we're not, and partly <laughs> that's my fault. Yeah. Because in the summer, I've got too many bees to look after. Yeah. So, um, in fact, we were supposed to do one last weekend, and I wasn't well. well your so listeners want more. I know, I know, I know, and I want to. <laughs> I want to give. So I've got so yeah. much more to give. Um, but I, I will not shit on you because I know what it's like. I mean, I've been away for about a month trying to get my head straight for, um, you know, EAS, and I had to commit that time to do the do what I'm doing. And now that I'm back, I'm hoping I can record more frequently. But life gets in the way. Life does get in the way. Yeah. And I guess, you know, it's like anything with, well, with podcasting or um, anything online, marketing, whatever. It's consistency, isn't it? You, you've, you've got to stay out there and, and have that voice, that present voice. Um, but, you know, hey, if only it was my job. Yeah. I, 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 I always say to Sharon, if I could figure out some way to do it, I would. Yeah. You know, and I've said that a lot of times. Um, I just got asked... I used to do, and this probably has no resonance. You guys know what NASCAR is? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah, NASCAR is a racing society, like um, stock cars that they have okay. in the United States, and they race from February to November. Professional auto racing. Wow. You know what Formula One is, right? Mm -hmm. Well, this is different, but similar in size and scope and scale. I did NASCAR broadcasting for esports for years and years. And I got away from it when I started the podcast, but somebody just contacted me and they're thinking of uh, starting a series this winter and they want me to come back as a broadcaster. Cool. And I think this esports thing, gaming, there's a game for everything. I mean, there's probably some esports track and field thing where people are doing discus and whatever, who knows, right? Mm -hmm. um, they just broadcast a NASCAR game race on TV in the United States. And we go every year, my son and I, to New York City. And 
sit in a full-size arena watching esports uh, for Counter-Strike, which is a bang-bang shoot-em-up game. I mean, it's huge in the States. I don't know how it is here. And it's literally on TV now. People like us talking about people playing video games and, and commentating over it like it's a real sport. And the NASCAR thing was just on TV recently. Um, so That's yeah, crazy. It's, it's an issue. So who knows? We don't really have sport like that, do we? have banger racing, don't yeah, we? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Could you see uh, We're more modest cricket? in our ambition. <laughs> Esports yeah, cricket, cricket, I don't know how that works. That would be yeah. quite... <laughs> Yeah, people mm. quite challenged, yeah. wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. Yes. Five-day match. So, Kevin, how did you get into podcasting? I heard your story about how you got into beekeeping, which I thought was very interesting. Yeah, I, I got into beekeeping because Sharon started a scout troop for my son and got really tied up, so I ended up taking care of the bees more. I, I've always been a person who journal journals things. Everywhere right. I go, I take pictures, I take video. It's just my thing. I don't know what it is about me. And um, when I was doing broadcasting for NASCAR, I said this would be a natural extension because, honestly, and I, I don't remember, there was this guy that did a podcast. I remember calling him and saying, what happened to you? And he said, oh, I lost interest and I don't want to do it anymore. Well, there was no regular podcast on beekeeping, and mm. I just figured, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give this a try. Mm. And my my topic was just literally a guy out in the backyard keeping bees, and talking about what he's doing. Mm. And I thought it would be a great way to document what I'm doing. Mm. What's funny about it is after 150 something episodes, I have people call me and say, "Remember that thing?" Because <laughs> they listen to my stuff all the time, and I don't even remember talking about it. And I now. When I want to know something, sometimes I go back and search my podcast to find out things that I've talked about, or I open up my notes. I changed. In the beginning, I always did it freeform. I would just open a microphone and talk. Now, I got to the point where I do topics and segments, and yeah. and a lot of times, to be more structured, I write that stuff out. Yeah. Um, and, I like that, actually. And I can go back actually. and search it, you know? Yeah. It's... It- it kind of st- structures your expectations as a listener of, you know, what's coming up. Right, I really need to hear this. Because I think the thing is with podcasts that are quite conversational, you have them on in the background. Yeah. You're not always paying attention. Do you listen to yours? Do you ever go back and listen to them? Sometimes. I listen to them in the beginning, mm. obviously, because I want to make sure there's no problems with them. Mm. Um, but when I used to listen, I go, oh. Well, that was terrible. I yeah, knew when well, I had a bad day, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and I said, I, I don't like the way I sound. I need to be a little more prepared. So I would I put a little more energy into preparing. And it, it was really tough to make that transition. But I was also getting into a lot of subject matter that I didn't know. Mm. And I, I, I can't do it from the top of my head, right? Uh, yeah. So. Isn't that one of the great things, actually, about doing a podcast or a blog is that the research that you have to do yeah. when you're talking about something. It really, it kind of really ex- extends and informs your beekeeping, I think. I've certainly found that with some of the blogs and even talking about chronic bee paralysis virus, which my poor bees have had. Yeah. Um, I really had to put a lot of research into that. you got to go look, right? Yeah. Right. You, wanted, you want to pass on the right information to people as much as you can, the latest... I mean, it should be known. One of my biggest fears is somebody calls me up and says, 
totally screwed that up, you know. I had mm. a guy stop me at a conference once and say, your video on Dave Marie is wrong. And I said, it is? What's wrong with it? I got it out of the Dave Marie book, <laughs> right? <laughs> and he said, you said something wrong, ta 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 And I said, okay. So I went back and I looked at it. Yep, he's right. And, you know. Yeah. It's about the only thing I know of that anybody's ever said I screwed up. But I'm sure there's stuff. And, uh, you know, look, human being. So. Yeah. 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 Well, <laughs> sorry, we, we just had people joining us. Yes. <laughs> we, <laughs> we look well dodgy. Um, but, <laughs> as I've said. No, I think, yeah, you know, inevitably you're going to say things or make mistakes. And sometimes you pick yourself up and are able to clarify them pretty quickly. Yeah. But, um, well, that's the thing. You come back later and say that you say this thing wrong. I, you know, the, I'm fortunate that I have Bob Cloth sometimes listens to stuff and said, "You didn't do that right." Like uh, detritus. <laughs> I was saying the word wrong. That's the other thing. It's I'm really finicky about pronouncing things, and sometimes I just slaughter them. And, you know. But, <laughs> but so, so Nick, you you listen to both our shows. And yeah, I listen to both. What, yeah. what do you what do you get out of it? Is does it well, when, when I started beekeeping, or when I was first thinking about beekeeping, I think it was about the same time that you would was starting. So I, I used podcasts to learn. Really, it's just a mechanism to learn from other beekeepers. And I think because we was at almost the same stage, it kind of helped me yeah. quite a lot. Do you have any aha moments when you're listening to stuff? Aha! Uh-huh. Like, so oh, got, that's oh, how you do it, or oh, I'm, I was doing that wrong, or. Uh, not necessarily aha moments. I just take the information in and then kind of work on it. Um, I, I like to use a whole range of different sources, and I tend to take, yeah, you know, me too. You know, which one most agreeable to, to the way I want to keep bees, and I, I use that. So, but I've listened to yours ever since you started. So Do you I, ever yell at me? <laughs> Do you ever? <laughs> I was wondering. I don't think so. No. Some of the podcasts get a little bit long. That's what yes, I would say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they do. I know for, they do. It's hard good for not to, isn't it? It is. I, when what did we say roll. we were going to record for 15 minutes? I know, I know. Right? Well, <laughs> we're 17 minutes yeah. in, and, and we're just getting started. I, I, we're just warming up, yeah. yeah. No, that's true. There's it's a, easy to go on. There's a guy in the UK that does a podcast. Is it the Norfolk Beekeeper? Yes. It's, um, what does he say? Stuart. Stuart, Stuart yeah. What does I he listen s- to his, all his. I he's think very he's good. Yeah, he says it's for a, a beekeeper that's got a very uh, short, short attention, attention span. span. That's yeah. great. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, that's a great. You know, I had said to Sharon, has heard me say this, I'm thinking about actually creating another one. A different format aimed at the beginner. And this is what I've been talking about. I really wanted to finish my Master Beekeeper so yeah. that I could turn and build that show. Mm. And tentatively I was thinking of something like beekeeping in a minute and it's going to be literally one topic yep um, I don't know if you ever heard of grammar girl you ever hear of that no I haven't she does a grammar topic one I before E except after C and she'll explain everything in three concise minutes and that's it right and um, it's that type of thing like and I figure in time you could build enough of a catalog that anybody wants to look of anything they can go and get that single episode. Yeah. Right? And and short attention span theater, right? For the millennial who wants everything in a soundbite. So really it should call it beekeeping be so soundbite. Good. You know? Where I'm gonna find time to do this, I don't know. <laughs> but 
I think I'm yeah. starting. You've heard me talk about the mentoring program that we're doing. Yeah. Mm. Well, that's the beginning of it. Right. I built all the lessons for these people, and I'm starting from scratch. And I think a lot of people, what, what complicates about us when we do something for so long, we don't talk about beekeeper stuff in the beginner aspect anymore. I try to come back that all the time. But when we're talking about topics of American fowl brood and whatever, they want to know, where do I get my bees? How do I put them in a box? Mm-hmm. What kind of suit should I buy? Things mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're, we're, we're so past them that they don't find interest in what we're talking about sometimes. Mm-hmm. Which is why when you guys talk about working bees together. and uh, By the way, did you hear me? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I killed my queen. Yes, I did hear you. <laughs> yes, I did, I did hear you. <laughs> Sharon was laughing when I told her about that. Yeah. I know, I've become you are famous. famous for you that. Are. <laughs> I blame Paul Taylor. Again, it's because he's yeah. not here. I can blame him for right. everything. Yeah. Yes. That's my small tribute to the work that they do. So I have to say thank you. Right, because I, I really do enjoy your show. It's a great Well, thank you, and I enjoy me. yours. And I know Paul does. Um, and thank you for the hospital. I'm so glad you came down, Nick, to, to see us. And, um, you know, we don't know. I, I, Sharon, we've talked about this trip for a long time, coming here. And even while we're here, we're still, like... I. What the, should we go do? Yeah. <laughs> we're driving we out of the airport and we're looking at the signs and I would have thought everything is the metric system here, but the speedometer said miles per hour and the sign says 50. Is that kilometers or mile per hour? Miles. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. I don't, we, yeah. we're so newbies yeah. when it comes here. So to have yeah. you guys to chat with the hour and a half we spent earlier you helping us through some of these problems in the first day um, we so appreciate that. you haven't even been here for 24 hours no. no i i think i think that's amazing that you've managed to have a a nice pub dinner do a podcast i mean it's it's yeah. it's pretty good really yeah. isn't it shopping. Yeah. 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 that was neat walking around your, your grocery store you yeah. have a lot of different things that we don't see yeah i bet yeah so, um, oh, well, can I we ha- drink the milk here? The yeah, milk that's oh, yeah. not pasteurized or whatever. It says raw milk. Are we you we can. don't have oh, that yeah. in the U.S. There's a farm yeah. down the road that says yeah. you, you'll be fine. Yeah, yeah that would be fresh. fine, wouldn't that it? That would be fine, yeah. yeah. Okay. You might be sick afterwards. <laughs> well, that's what I, that's <laughs> maybe, what like. I don't maybe get sick your immune system mightn't be <laughs> yeah. ready for that. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, stick to hopefully supermarket milk. Okay. Yeah. I would love to Organic. try it, though. It's just... It's like the water. The water's fine, isn't it? There's nothing. Yeah, we're mm. yeah, here. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah. The water tastes good here. I was really pleased, right? Yeah. Tastes like home. That's good. <laughs> well, you don't you know, need inoculation or anything <laughs> no, like that to, <laughs> to be here. I, I've, I've had my challenges when I went to India. I was sick for a oh, month God, afterwards. Oh, God, I bet. So, yeah. you know, yeah. whenever you travel, you're always very conscientious about mm. learning that aspect of it. Mm. Um, didn't get sick in Africa, which was great because it was a high risk. Um, hopefully I won't when I go back, but... Uh, what a nice topic to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> You've done a lot of travel then, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you haven't been to London yet. So I, I'm mm. Jones into, what was the name of the beekeeping supply house you said? Uh, well, there's Thorn, which is out in Windsor. Uh-huh. And you said you wanted to go to Windsor Castle. Yeah. They don't have hives there, do they? No, it's a big, it's the biggest beekeeping supply yeah. place, really, I suppose. They make lovely hives. Yeah, beautiful, yeah. 
Um, if I could bring one home in my suitcase, I would. <laughs> I think it would drive you crazy because yeah. it's small English dimensions, like compared to your lace. <laughs> it's like my Warre, and... right? They're smaller. Yeah. Yeah. Does anybody have WBC hives here still? Yeah. Yes, yeah. they're quite popular. And they like them. I mean, it, I, I think they like they the way they look. Of, yeah. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. our equivalent to like a garden hive. Right. Yeah. I think a lot of because beekeeping has become very popular in cities and urban areas yeah. um, you know you have your WBC in the corner where your employees you know, go into the gun they apparently they're the same size as a national a standard national but they've got the risers on the front okay. yeah. um, they don't swarm a lot then being a little smaller I think I, I don't know I've never kept one but don't they have a reputation as being harder to artificial swarm? I, I think they're... I mean, the big advantage of the WBC is insulation because you've got a double thickness wall. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they're yeah. Gap but there's yeah, a lot yeah, of woodwork yeah. to go to go with them. This is what I want and to say. And they're really expensive yeah. as well. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, because they're more woodwork. There's a lot more work in yeah. them, yeah. So you said you had jumbos. Yeah. You have regulars. I have regular, yeah. Explain that to me. They're just bigger dimension... Yeah, so the main hive... National it, Jumbo. Yeah, so the main hive in use in this country was the British National yeah. Hive. And um, for years it was like the standard, and the frame size is 14 by 8. Okay. Inches. <laughs> is that right? <laughs> metric system. They, it can't be centimetres. They'd no, be no, like doll's house frames. <laughs> that sounds um, about right to me. <laughs> and so... Like inspired As by. As opposed to a sixteen-inch, which is a so mine. So mine are um, so your, yours are fourteen by eight, mine are fourteen by twelve. So that the the, oh, the brood deeper. frames are much deeper. So the idea is you build up a big colony, and I think there was a fashion. This is my opinion only. There was a fashion. I would say maybe I don't know eight to ten years ago for having these big colonies yeah. in summer, and like getting commercial hives or or whatever, and and breeding, getting breeder queens that were so incredibly prolific that you know you bees would swarm three times before May. Um, so I I just felt that. It was all about size um, rather than, for me, I've read these big colonies in these jumbo hives and actually I've realized on a standard hive I can get the same quality of colony in terms of temperament um, and also productivity. I've, I've had, well, I've, I've got at the moment a standard hive which has got six supers on it. So why would I keep these whacking great colonies which get sick so quickly if anything goes wrong? Yeah. It's too. To me, I thought they were really stable because they were big, and I think I'm learning. Do you run a single box? Yeah. Single box. Yeah. You don't stack boxes on top. No, because I mean that it would be too much for me. Like a, a double fourteen by twelve yeah. brood, I, I wouldn't be able to. Lift so one it. of the things that the box sounds a lot like a layens hive, which they have in Spain. You ever seen one of those? Oh, I've never seen one of those. No. You have to go to my site and see the video of my layens hive that I put out. And Bach Kloss has one. They're similar to what you, they're they're shorter in dimension than, than a Langstroth, but they have real deep frames and they're contiguous. And the point is, there's no bar going through the middle. Wow! But they're more like a tree. 
in their dimension. That was the I point see. of it. That's what bees like. And mm. your national sounds like a derivative of that. The jumbo does. Mm. Well, hopefully I get to see it. So I want to go yeah. to the bee supply house while I'm here. Last bee trip, Sharon. I don't want to force you to do anything else. <laughs> We're going to yeah. go see castles. You can go to, yeah, go, go to Windsor Castle. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. And a little side trip to the bee shop. Just yeah. a little side trip. Just a little one. A little side trip. Is that all right? That's fine. Oh, you're so great. Of course. <laughs> I hope you have a great time. Yeah, looking forward to it. While you're here. Thank you. Good travels. I so appreciate you guys coming to say hello. And yeah, no problem. It's my pleasure. to meet you. Yeah. That's the best Great part. Great to meet you. When beekeepers go together. Right? I know. Yeah. I know. Really enjoy There's it. so much we could talk about. I'm so guys. mad that we mm-hmm. miss Paul. I know. He's he's gutted. He really is. Yeah. Um, but he is in Greece, so I'm sure that will console him somewhat. Yeah. You know, he's, he's probably standing on the Acropolis as we speak. So yeah. <laughs> he's on a beach with a mojito, I should think, if yeah. I know him. Yeah. Well, when you guys come to the States, we'll, we'll have you around New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania area. We'll oh, take you, like come over for a conference. Sounds like that a deal. Great. great. Yeah. yeah. Lovely. All right, All right. Well, thanks for the bringing the equipment. That was awesome. No thanks, problem. Paul. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep, keep poking. Yeah, yeah that's it. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> I talk to Paul sometimes on Skype. Uh, just the two of us chat and you know, I say to him, you know, it's like three in the morning there. Do you, you want to get off <laughs> or whatever? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No. So. Lovely. Well, thanks for coming out. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. All right. It's getting dark. It's nearly it's dark. It is. I just dark. saw a bat, actually. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> but it was a pleasure talking to you. Thanks again. So is this uh, the Beehive Jive or is this the Beekeeper's Corner? Recording? Both. Yeah. yeah. Both. Well, then... Mm. How do you end your show? Uh, <laughs> Paul always does this bit. I always I say you know thank you for listening. Yeah. Um, you can visit us at thebeehivejive.com yeah. um, or talk to us on Twitter at thebeehivejive. And be sure to subscribe. And subscribe to our podcast. <laughs> That's a very good point. Exactly. Thank you. <laughs> on, on all the podcast outlets. Like our beloved bees when beekeepers go together. We can accomplish great things. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.